Welcome to Truth and Grace with John and Mark. In this podcast, we tackle difficult issues related to living, loving, and leading in a broken world. We hope you are encouraged by today's episode. Welcome back to Truth and Grace with John and Mark. Always glad to have you with us and always good to be with my buddy John. How you doing, man? Doing very good. And Mark, you just got back from a trip. I did. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah. So this is going to sound like I'm just trying to give you a list of like why this trip was difficult. There's a reason why. You're going to sound like an old man, aren't you? You just don't know how bad my life is. No, but this could sound like, you know, woe is me concerning a trip. The point, but the only reason I'm sharing these details is because I want to get, I want to make a point at the end. Oh, okay. So went to Indonesia, Indonesia, 17,000 islands. Yep. So, you know, hundreds of people groups, largest Muslim country yep. in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we focus on unreached people groups here at World Challenge. And so there's a particular unreached people group we're trying to engage with. And this particular unreached people group is actually animistic. Mm-hmm. And what makes it important, besides the fact that it's just people made in God's image that God cares about, is that somebody's going to reach these people. It's going to be the Christians or it's going to be the Muslims. And so basically it's a race to see who can reach them first. Wow. And this is a people group that two years ago, they were all living in the mountains and not wearing clothes. Wow. That's how recent life has changed for them. And, and and not all of them are still, some are still in that context. And these people live like on the edge of literally civilization. So it took me 50 hours to get, of travel, to get to the first place of where we kind of like started from. Then from there, it took two plane trips, then an hour long water taxi, then an 11 hour car ride. This is over the 50 hours. After the 50 hours. All right. Yeah. Then after the 11 hour car ride, then a two hour boat ride followed by an hour in the back of a pickup truck followed by a half an hour hike. Sounds like an Ironman race. Yeah. This is when I realized this trip was not designed for, this was a trip designed for a 25 year old. Um, you ain't 25 I'm anymore. Not 25 <laughs> anymore. So in many respects, it was a very rewarding trip. Mm-hmm. It was just physically exhausting. Sure. You know, and and you can tell by my voice, I brought back some of Indonesia with me. Um, but Glad we have a long table here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry about that. Um, but it was just the the, the reason I, I brought out all the travel stuff wasn't to say, well, look what I did. It was just, it's to point out that there's a reason the unreached are unreached. Yeah. They're hard to get to. They're hard to live with. They're massively inconvenient. Yep. I mean, we were living we were in a context where we had air we had a we had no air conditioning, but we had electricity maybe 5% of the time. Wow. I mean, we went days with no when we were traveling, we had no cell service, no anything. You were, you truly felt like you had moved back 200 years. Real missions work. 
And, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I know what you mean by that. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's a lot, you know, I mean, I, there are a lot of people who do real missions work in, in places that aren't that remote. But but it just helped me reground myself to the understanding of these kind of people are not going to be reached unless we are willing to really inconvenience yeah. ourselves. And we're really grateful to have some Indonesian partners that yeah. we can work with. Because even the Indonesian partners that For were with us, it was inconvenient. Yeah. I mean, even even going out to this last place, one of them said, we're at our third pastor because two of them couldn't hack it. Well, you know, and these were people much closer to the context than than me as a Westerner, you know, and so but but we we've got really good traction on the ground and we're making some good stuff. But, yeah, it was, a you know, I, I have to be honest and say with this trip, when I came home, I was glad to have the conveniences of home. Yeah. You know, but, um, yeah, it's nice to see what God is doing around the world. And we're thankful for the people who support World Challenge so that we can make a difference in people's in places like that. Well, I appreciate you going. Jesus gave us the command. Absolutely. And uh, the command would never be without cost. In the first century, it cost people their lives. Uh, the days that we live in can be inconveniences for others. It still, it still is lies. their life. Yep, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but uh, but we go in faith, believing God to do great things. And I'm so honored to be your friend. So Likewise. Praise God. Yeah. Last time we talked about peace in mm -hmm. a chaotic world. How do we walk in peace in the midst of chaos? We, we looked at it from a kind of macro level, you know, economic instability, political instability, wars. Things that are out of our control. Our control, yeah. we talked yeah. about, uh, and how that affects us. Today, we want to talk about, we want to still talk about the subject of peace, but we want to bring it back, we want to bring it down level to a, a more, that was practical, but more of a micro level. More personal. Yeah, more yeah. personal. When, when things are happening, not in our world, at large, but in our personal world. In my world. In my world, exactly. Yeah. And then how do we walk in peace when that's going? So let me let me kind of ju jumpstart it by asking a question from a negative perspective. What are things that, in your experience that you see that steal people's peace? Uh, you know, and you, you know, I pastored for years yep. here in the States and was a missionary as well for um, some amount, amount of time. And, um, you know, health issues. Yeah. Uh, and not just for older people. Sometimes sure. younger people deal with health issues. Or the know, health of your children or no doubt. spouse or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, you find places where, you know, a husband or a wife are ill and they have children. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that that's something that's a very, you talk about chaos coming into your world. Right. Uh, financial difficult people that lose jobs or uh, maybe the, the amount of money they were making at their present job mm -hmm. is cut back. And then you have the financial tensions. One number one reason for divorce is because of financial sure. tensions. And then just personal things. We every one of us are different. We have different personalities, different ways of thinking, and sometimes that can be a challenge. In order, you know, some people tend towards anxiousness, and so uh, being able to take that chaos that's going on inside. And how do you navigate through it? How do you how do you process it in a way that's that's going to keep you in a good, healthy place? So those are all challenges that um, and 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 so many more 
uh, that are just challenges that we walk through. You're having children that maybe go to school and don't fit in. Uh, having aged parents, we, myself and my wife, have uh, her father lives with us, and mm. we're caretakers. That adds chaos into our life. So as you're as you're going through the world, like I think Jesus said it, in this world you will have much Trouble. chaos. Yep. <laughs> you know, but be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. And so today we're going to talk about how we navigate through those things and not allow those things that can be so. Uh, so debilitating mentally, physically, emotionally, and and how how do we maintain that peace that passes all understanding in the midst of a world that's so full of chaos? Yeah, well, you referenced just there that Philippians chapter four yeah. passage. So I'm going to go back and read it again. Awesome. That's all right. Uh, so last week I read it in the New Living Translation. This week I'll read it in the ESV. <laughs> Um, it says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Then verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And then the payoff and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And then last week we referenced the fact that that's immediately followed up by Paul's admonition to the, he says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable. He goes on and lists these attributes of God and says, think on these things. Yeah. You know. Keep your mind fixed on these things. Yeah, absolutely. And your mind's going to be fixed somewhere. You brought up last week, and so this is maybe even more important over these issues, is we have the ability to fix our mind on things. And we do that not of our own ability. That's what the Holy Spirit is given to us, and the life of Christ is there to to aid us in our weaknesses because sometimes our mind wants to run in every direction. Absolutely. But then the, the Holy Spirit always brings the life of Christ, always brings that. Now think upon this, get your mind set on the things of heaven and on the greatness of who Christ is, and then the peace that passes all understanding, you right. know, as you're, as you're fixated on the things that are heavenly. Well, and we have this promise that when times we don't even know how to pray, but that the Spirit intercedes through us. Groans. Groans. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know— I, I have no problem if somebody wants to disagree with me on this, but for me, I've, I don't, I don't even, I don't see that as tongues. Yeah. Oh no, I don't either. That's yeah. just a deep groaning in the spirit. This is God. I don't even know. I'm hurting here. I'm confused here. I'm perplexed. I'm anxious. Yeah. You know, help. I, I don't even know how to pray. And sometimes those groanings can be verbal or nonverbal. Yeah. I mean, so you know, there are there are people who you know literally are pouring their hearts out in those those chaotic moments. But sometimes what we do, I think a lot of us do, I know I tend to be this way. I'm not necessarily like, you know, like groaning, but I carry this with me. The You know, when I get in those times of pressure and anxiety that I tend to hold it in. Mm. And But it's like this inward, like you, you nearly feel like you need to go scream or, or something <laughs> because it's built up and it, it builds up inside of you. Sure. And it's this inward uh, lack of ease and lack of uh, really, it's a lack of faith 
But it's because these things become so overwhelming that we lose our peace. Mm. That's the very thing that we have to fight against. And I will say this. When I was younger as a Christian, those things, man, the perplexities could sometimes be overwhelming. Mm. The longer that I've walked with sure. the Lord and you kind of build that faith up, it it, uh, it it really becomes less and less. As you live in faith, you keep your mind fixed, fixed on Christ, those, those times tend to be less overwhelming. Well, I think, yes, I agree 100%. And one of the reasons is because the victories of the past become a predictor of God's faithfulness in the future. Yeah. You know, God told the children of Israel, build this memorial. Yeah. So that when your children ask, what is this? You will tell them about how God intervened in the history of their people. That's right. You know, and so these become, you know, those those markers from the past. We know how God acted faithfully in the past. It gives us a confidence he'll act faithfully in the future. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a big lover of cliches, mm-hmm. uh, but here I'm going to throw out my cliche today. Every test can turn into a testimony, yeah. and it, and it, there is some truth to that. Sure. And uh, so what we're talking about, so I want to, you know, number one here is we're talking about how do you put things in perspective is, is understanding the faithfulness of God understanding that God is faithful. So when you have have gone through steps in your life and you go, you know what? He saw me through this battle, so I know that he'll be in this battle. And you know what? He brought me through this one, so I know that he'll bring me through the next one. And you 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 sort of you sort of start to have this faith that goes, you know what? I remember when I used to be so anxious about, you know, all of these battles and now I've come to the place that I go, you know what? God is going to see me through this. And if he says I'll go to the other side of uh, of the lake, I'll go to the other side of the lake. Uh, whatever he says, he will bring me to the places that he wants to bring me to. It, that There's such a joy and a peace in that because you don't feel like you're having to wrestle your way through life or, you know, like your anxiousness is not going to bring about the righteousness or the goodness of God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it when I'm responding from worry— when I'm responding from anxious anxiety, it never brings me closer to God. Never. Never. Not once. Yeah. <laughs> because by its very nature, it's centered around me. Yeah. Peace is centered around God. So as yeah. I get closer into his orbit, my peace increases and peace and anxiety don't mutually exist together. So as I grow closer to God... As I am in his presence, what's one of the f- the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Peace. Yep. You know, it, that's just a, that's a byproduct of me living a life in the Spirit. It means that these anxieties and things will fall away. And Mark, I know that you're saying this, but this is just for clarity for our, our listeners today, is that uh, when we talk about God's presence, it, God's presence is always with us. And you, you know this. 100%. So when we're talking about this, we're not talking about like now we have to believe so that God will be there. It's a matter of going, God is there. It's our perspective that has to change where we have to move from this place of, because we all have been at the place that we felt like. And my feelings, I feel like, God, it feels like you're a million miles away. Sure. But then by faith, I know 
God, I know that you're with me. And it's by activating that faith and holding to the promises of God and trusting in God in those moments, those are the very moments that all of a sudden those feelings of being so far away, it doesn't mean that God moved. It means that our mind and our heart moved to a place that now we're in communion with him. Sure. I know this has never happened in your marriage. <laughs> but once or twice. Watch out. In my own. Cut, cut the video. <laughs> no, once or twice in mine, you know, we've been riding down the road in the car or sitting somewhere and my mind's racing. I've got a thousand things going on in my mind and I'm thinking through something and, you know, I'm probably maybe not anxious, but anyway, I'm turn. my thoughts are churning, Yeah, you know, and I'm just kind of, you know, I'm driving, whatever, and that's going on. And the next thing I hear is, you know, something like, so what do you think? <laughs> and I'm like, clearly a conversation was going on here. And I had, <laughs> I wasn't even remotely tuned in. And you know, the words to come to my mind, on. fake it till you make it. You're going, Oh yeah, I think that's uh, great. Uh, you, you, no, no idea what she just said. Right. Yeah. So the point being, she was in my presence. <laughs> yeah. I was there. Yeah. I wasn't even remotely tuned in to what yeah. we, she was saying. She, Amy could have been solving my problem. But because I was so fixed in my own head on my own challenges, I wasn't listening to anything else. I think that's what happens sometimes with us when we're so caught up in our own thoughts, in our own minds, we're not letting room for God to speak. And, you know, I feel led to say this right now because, Mark, I believe that there's somebody that's watching today, maybe multiple people. And you know what? Your headspace is right there right now. You've got an overwhelming issue. It, it, it's a literally just clouding your thoughts, uh, the way you see life, your perspective and everything. And then what happens is it even then begins to cloud your perspective of Christ mm. and the work of God. And I want to just say to somebody, if you're watching today, I want you to know that the love of God is is here. I want you to listen, but I want you to listen with ears of faith, because how do you start to uncloudy your mind so that you can really let a clarity from the Lord. And I'm going to maybe ask that to you, Mark. Is there something that you would say to our listeners that you would go, how do you go from that that place where things are cloudy to the place that you get clarity of who Christ is and the purposes of God, and it moves you into that kingdom thinking? Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good question. For me, it's three things. One is positionally, theologically, you know, I am in Christ. I am his child. You know, I, I believe in the grand greatness of God. And I am his child. Amen. You know, and that's irrevocable, non-negotiable. And sometimes we don't always feel that way. No, we don't. Sometimes we get to a place and I can read the Bible and the Bible can say all the promises of God are yours. Yes. But you know what? It's one thing to read it. There's one thing to hear the preacher say it on Sunday, and there's another place that you move and you go, no, God, th yeah. this is me. This is now. This is a reality. Yep. So for me, first of all, like you just said, first, apart from how I feel, mm. there's a positional Very good. element that says, I am in Christ. Yep. So when I, and, and then secondly, is the piece of, okay, then now I have to take authority. Mm. I have to take every thought captive. So every thought 
that says somehow, because every every lie the enemy tells me, John, is somehow a direct attack on the character of God. Yeah, well, that's one part. And the other part is how does he tempt us by what's already in our own Of course. So we all have these areas of weakness, and and then it brings us to those moments. Yeah, so, you know, worry of lack... So I'm I'm worried I'm not going to have enough. What's that really coming down to? God's mm-hmm. going to let me. God's not going to care for my needs. God's going to somehow, you know, throw me under the bus, whatever. There's this element of not trusting in God. You know, now, do we know, do we, we're not naive. We know that the righteous suffer. Right. You know, but at the but we also realize that in the midst of that, God's presence, God's tangible presence is with us. So one is positionally acknowledging it or accepting it. Two is taking thoughts captive, driving my mind back to that positional stance. So that's what we're talking about here. Fix your mind mm-hmm. on, think on these things. That's the intentionality mm-hmm. that I have to be careful about where my brain goes and then the practical outcroppings of that is I referred to this a little bit last week, but I I this I use this structure in my own thinking and it works for some people. I've shared it with my kids for years. And and, and this is funny. I'll, I'll use the example of one of my kids after I share the point. So I talk about control, influence, concern. Right. You know, we want to give most of our energy to what we can actually control. And when I talk about we, I'm, I'm not trying to separate God at work and, you know, all that. We get that. Sure. But, you know, God didn't get up and dress me this morning. You know, God didn't drive me to work. God didn't do, you know, I mean, so God empowers me, but he created us in his image to function, you know, and gave us minds and bodies and all that. So, you know, I I have all that. So what has God given me the ability to control? Mm -hmm. In in, In some situations, I have no control. So let's talk about, a, 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 so what? let me go ahead and unpack. So next step out is concern or is influence. So I don't have the ability to control it, but I know somebody who does have the ability to control it, mm-hmm. the outcome. And then the third step out is concern. I don't have the ability to control it. I don't have anybody who can influence it. So all I have is concern for it. So then let's apply that to a practical setting, you know, my child gets sick. Mm. Can I control it? No, I can't. Can I influence it? Yeah, maybe. I take them to the doctor. Take them to the doctor, yeah. Exactly. You know, um, if, if I got, if I took them to the doctor and Let's imagine a, 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 something I, I would hate to even think about going in my own mind. Let's imagine I take my child to the doctor and I get a terminal diagnosis. And they said, you know, we've done everything we can do. I can't control the outcome in the sense of making them well. I can't influence the outcome. Hmm. All I have is concern. Now, in the world... That leads to fatalism. Mm -hmm. In Christ, it actually can lead to peace 
Because when we acknowledge that I have no control over this, I have no influence over this, that's actually a great place because that's the place of ultimate weakness. And we know from Scripture and from experience that God can turn our weakness into power. That's it. Because in weakness is when we call out to God. Yep. I don't I don't know about you. I'm, I'll be vulnerable here. When I'm feeling really strong, that's not when my prayer life is at its <laughs> it, it's at the peak. Yeah. No, and it, I mean Paul says it. It's in my weakness that the strength of God is revealed. It's in you know when I don't feel like I can is when I'm opening the door to involve God so that he can do things that go so far beyond what I could imagine or think. Right. So is weakness is the doorway and we we don't nobody likes weakness, but weakness can be the greatest way to access the kingdom and the power of Christ. Absolutely. And so you know that always drives me back. So I, one of the things I'm always asking myself in every situation even when it's something that's just like, I don't like it. It's out of my control. I have no influence over it. What I'm always asking myself is, what can I control here? Yeah. And a lot of times, the only thing I can control is my mind. Yeah. I can control my mind. And I, by what I'm, we're talking about here, we're not talking about, you know, some sort of mind, you know, we're not talking about emptying your mind of negative thoughts or anything. No, we're talking about thinking on these things. That's right. I'm setting my heart on things above. You know, I'm I'm acknowledging I'm actually seated next to Christ in heavenly places. I, I know this sounds like the old quote, you know, from a the old country preacher. He says, but, you know, Christ is seated in heavenly places, not pacing in <laughs> heavenly places. That's the truth. He's not nervous. Yeah. You know, he's... And and just, you know, theologically, that whole idea of seated meant he was sovereign. Others came into and stood before the king. The king sat yep. on his throne. And and Christ says we are seated before with him in heavenly places. Yeah. You know, that's why for- when, when you start to see yourself that way. It, yes, there is a weakness that we have in our own, but it, that context brings such a powerful strength that goes, not, you know, and it doesn't say one day we'll get to heaven and be seated with Christ in heavenly yeah. places. You know, Paul says, for we are, are seated. seated. Absolutely. That means today, now, <laughs> I am positionally seated with Christ in heavenly places. I am a co-heir with Christ. I am an overcomer. I have overcome by the blood of Christ and the word of his testimony. That brings hope. That brings power. It brings strength, not of ourself, but in the work that Christ has done through us. Absolutely. And, you know, if I could encourage people listening today to do anything, it would be to commit these verses to memory. Yeah. Because sometimes when you are going through hell, man, nothing overcomes it like quoting scripture to yourself. Yeah, and I got to tell you, this is an issue of our day. I mean, I don't m- maybe maybe you're different, uh, but you know, both of us are right at that sixty you know years of age. When I was a, when I was younger, I never heard anybody talk about anxiety. Mm. Uh, now it is one of the things that gets talked about 
in this generation, and probably for good reason, because it just means that people are processing it. But there's a lot of people that live with anxieties. Last week, we talked about societal things, but now even with these personal things and how you navigate through those things will determine whether you are a defeated Christian or victorious, yeah. whether you are overcome or you're an overcomer, overcomer. Yeah. And, 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 and how you navigate through it is, go- is going to determine how you walk out your days, your testimony, your life, your peace, your joy. And I, I know for me, I want to be walking in the power of Christ. In those moments, it's not always easy. It can be very difficult. But man, it's more difficult to live without it. It is, absolutely. You know, and, and you know, I, I, I like technology. Mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that I have my Bible on my phone. You know, I probably read my Bible digitally more than I read my physical Bible because especially with all my travels, mm-hmm. it's easier sometimes. But there is no substitute for hiding God's Word in our hearts. Yeah. You know, when I'm in the midst of a chaotic moment, when the enemy's assaulting my mind, my first reaction is not going to be, well, let me get out my phone and open up the version app and do a search on scriptures related to peace. Mm. This is happening at such a deep level in my subconscious. If, if that word of God has not taken up residence in my brain, it ain't going to help me on my phone. Yeah. You know, and that's not out of, we're not talking about like some sort of legalistic, you don't, we're not earning kudos with God because we've earned more, we've learned more scriptures. I mean, but we both went to, we did things as kids and we, we've seen children's programs and that, you know, the, the, the goal was to encourage kids to learn scriptures, but you know, we got badges, we got merits, we got all this stuff. You probably got more than I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure it worked, but, you know, the whole point being is to be able to quote God's word back to me. Yeah. I don't know of anything I do that steals my heart more than that. Yeah. Because th- these promises that God has made to me and hearing, you know, faith comes by hearing, hearing mm-hmm. comes by the word of God that I, I believe that God has said this. God is not a liar. Yeah. If, if, if somebody is saying something that impugns the character of God, there's a lie taking place, but it's not God, you know, yeah. and it drives my mind right back to that. And so when I do that, I find that it sets my heart at ease and it, it gives me an anchor in the midst of the storm. Amen. You know, I'm going to share a, a quick, just a practical story about Please. something that myself and Kristen went through. And maybe when I get done, you might share something as well. But uh, when we were in Ireland, we were missionaries uh, in the south of Ireland in, in, in Cork City. And so uh, Chris's dad was living in Michigan and was uh, on a motorcycle and got hit by a deer, hit a severe head injury. They literally had to take his skull off of his, you oh know, off of his head. They had to cut it uh, because his brain had swollen so much. Uh, within just a few days, uh, the the doctors were saying that they would, they were going to pull whatever, you know, tubes were there to, mm. to feed him and then just, just let him die. Now, you know, when you talk about concern, <laughs> you know, we're living, yeah. you know, thousands Those of miles, miles away. away. Sure. We have no control. Uh, we're praying and we're going, God, you know, moving the situation. 
And uh, the day before uh, Krista's stepmother was about to, you know, the doctors were about to pull the plugs, the Lord gave her a word. You know, you know, don't do this. I believe that the Lord's going to touch him and heal him. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't a complete healing, but it was uh, it was miraculous in that they they kept him on the machines that were keeping him alive. And literally within two days, he started to have this transformation uh, that he went from a place that he would never be able to. They said talk. He wouldn't be able to feed himself. And so, uh, so now we're in, you know, we're on the mission field and, you know, you know, um, very successful mission. God was doing great things in Western Europe and, you know, our, we, we could have lived and died there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, uh, there was a, you know, fracture had already been a fracture in the relationship. And so, uh, his wife left, mm-hmm. uh, nobody was there to look after Rob and it required that we would have to come off. So, so we've had a sickness in the family. Now, you know, every time in my life that God had moved us in ministry, it was like a word that He spoke. Well, now we're having to come mm-hmm. back to take care of somebody, so we wouldn't have to go in a nursing home to live with this. And it's it's literally changing my whole world. And I'm like, God, what is this? Like, I mean. I'm happy. What we're doing is good. This this is an inconvenience in our life. We don't understand. Mm. And so all of the things that we're talking about, you know, are kind of racing through our mind. And we're having to come back from, you know, from Europe to come back home to caretake for my wife's father. And I remember I remember through that the Lord just giving me this supernatural peace. I didn't have it. I'm coming back. I didn't have a job. I didn't know what I was going to do. We didn't have personal health care. I know that we have to take care of, you know, uh, I've got kids at the time. And, you know, all of those stresses. But this is the thing. In those moments, those are the times that you have to go right into the presence of God Mm -hmm. and go, God, you defeat every enemy. God, you provide every need. You show us the way. Now, through that, we started a church. We planted a church. And God did miraculous things at the church. Mm-hmm. Now we're 13 years later. Uh, her father still lives with us. Uh, he is, you know, you've, you've met him, mm-hmm. walks around. Uh, again, not fully healed, but God has done a great work in his life. We planted a church that just grew exponentially while we're going through the trouble, while we're going through the difficulty. But there had to be a point that if we would have allowed the stresses and the chaos of those moments, Mm -hmm. it could have deterred the work that God wanted to do. But instead, it became a gateway to go, do you know, in the middle of the difficulties, we saw God do the miraculous physically in our in our ministry, in the life and the things that we've done. And so when I look back at it, I can go, God was so faithful in those moments when I couldn't see it, when it and it wasn't a reality in me, uh, but God was was there working through things. And now I can look back and go, God did amazing things in an area in my mm-hmm. life that I didn't know how to do. I had no control over it, but that's what a Christian is. We know that God has con- control. So when we we lose control, hey, don't let it fluster you. You go, I believe in a sovereign God that can meet every need in the most difficult times in our life. Yeah, amen. So as we wrap up today, let's turn that to we got somebody listening who mm-hmm. finds themselves in a situation just like you described. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, the circumstances are different, but they're overwhelmed. And yeah. there's an element of like, God, we don't understand. We don't give them a pastoral word. Man, the first thing I would say to you today is this. The peace of God is available. And you got to know this. God isn't hiding peace. God isn't like, uh, he, he's not in a place where he's He's going, hey, I'm going to dangle this like a carrot. No, peace is available. But there is, when you use the word authority, it doesn't mean that we're driven by our flesh, but it means we wait in those moments and we go, God, I feel weak, but now I'm going to trust you. And there's somebody that's watching today and they're in a very vulnerable place, mm-hmm. and things feel like that they're racing out of control. But listen, this is the exact moment that Jesus wants to bring you to a place that you can shut everything else out and begin to think on these things, that Christ is great, He is lovely, He is pure, He is good. And you begin to think on the goodness and the power of God. And this is what we're believing for today, right now for you, is move from that place of of anxiousness and move into the place of faith, knowing that God knows how to bring you mm. from the place. And it could be a health issue, could be a job issue, could be a financial issue. All those were entwined in the story that sure. I just shared. But somebody may be going through those things today. And I am saying in Jesus' name, God, I pray right now, Lord, mm. for that individual that may be facing a, a health report, that, Lord, that it doesn't feel good. Right now they are Jesus. wrestling, Lord, through what the doctor is saying and what the report is saying. Lord, I pray, God, that you would give a peace that passes understanding. Lord, I pray for those that may be dealing with financial issues. God, in Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, that you would help us to lift our eyes up and know that you are the God that provides. And, Lord, that you would do that in a supernatural way. Lord, whatever the situation is, whatever's causing the anxiety, God, I pray we would move from that place of being overwhelmed, that, God, that we would come into a place of being overwhelmed by your grace and your mercy and your kindness and your goodness. And I pray, Lord, that there would be a spiritual transformation in the way that we look through the the things that we're walking through in these moments. And Jesus, I thank you that through the cross, you have provided peace. I pray today that by faith, we would take a hold of the promises of God and Lord, walk in the things that you've, you've made available to us. Lord, through your your grace and kindness, we love you today, and we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, John. I think that was probably very significant for somebody listening, or probably more than one person. Amen. So thanks for joining us. We're always glad that you join us for uh, these times. We believe that God gives us a word at times to speak directly into the life of some of those who are listening and watching. And so today, if that was you, I do ask that you would just continue to meditate on what God is saying, because we don't want you, we, we are convinced that God wants you to live in peace. Join us next week when we'll discuss another issue that will help us draw closer to Christ and make a greater impact in our world. In the meantime, if you like the content, share it with others and help other people come to a a greater knowledge of what God has for them and what we're doing here at World Challenge. God bless you guys. Thanks so much for joining us. We know your time is valuable, and we're so thankful that you chose to spend it with us. If you want more encouragement, Our website has the monthly newsletter, other podcasts, sermon series, study guides, 
daily devotions, and updates from the missions field. Visit us at worldchallenge.org for all this and more. John and Mark will be back next week to offer their insight into how believers can live, love, and lead well in a broken world. We'll see you next time.